Okay, ladies, who's out there? Many of you have told me that you're listening, but the only email I've gotten so far is from my mom. Thanks, mom. I would love to hear from you, pray for you, or encourage you. So send me an email at peculiartreasures21 at gmail.com. So I know it's been a couple of months. Jeez, was it seriously October the last time I released this podcast? So sorry for the delay. But thank you, sweet, wonderful friends who have told me that the Lord has spoken to your heart and encouraged you through these words. For those of you who are new, here's what you can expect. Every month, the Holy Spirit downloads some stinking awesome revelations into my heart that spill out into the, you have to hear this segment. It's roughly the first 15 minutes. You'll get biblical insight, spiritual truths, and we'll dig deeper into God's word. Then I'll share a website, an app, a resource, or something else that you'll love in the tell me something good segment. There's so much negativity floating around out there right now. Let's find something fun and encouraging to rock our day with. The last segment is called this. Mind-blowing, knock-your-socks-off, must-hear-read-or-check-out-something. Most of the time it's a book, but I may surprise you. The reason I'm doing this podcast is to equip you with the Word of God. But I also want to give you something fun and some life-changing things also. So I really hope you'll journey with me and let this podcast breathe life into your daily walk. Calling all women to victory! Ladies, I'm so excited for 2022. I don't know about you, but the end of 2021 was exhausting. And I just needed to take a break from, well, everything. But it's a new year, and I cannot wait to see what the Lord is going to do in it. He's already been downloading a crazy amount of amazing things into my heart and my mind. Which leads me to this podcast. I'm talking about, wait for it. Marriage! Wait, do not turn this podcast off if you are not married. I promise the Lord wants to speak to every lady because it's not just about marriage, it's about relationships, and everyone is in a relationship with someone. And marriage is not only our relationship with a spouse, but with the God of the universe. And He has so much to teach us through this lens of marriage. God has seriously blessed me, guys, with the most incredible husband, and we have an amazing marriage. So I have this super great foundation to stand on to share with you, but it's really the Holy Spirit that wants to share what he's taught me, is teaching me, and what he wants to teach you. And here's more exciting news. This is a two-parter. Yep, woohoo! That's right. There's so much I have to share that I need two episodes. So let's get this party started. Someone today needs to hear that it's time to take one for the team. I'll also be introducing you to the Ultimate Intimacy app on You're Going to Love It and be talking about The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. Part one, let's go! You have to hear this. 
Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Galatians 6, 7-10 through 10. I want to start by asking a simple but really important question. What are you planting? What are you planting? This verse in Galatians is truth. What you plant, you will reap. And someone listening needs to hear, don't quit. Don't get tired of doing good. You will harvest what you've planted. So let's jump right in. If you're planting grace to your spouse and not getting hung up on all the small things, you're going to reap blessing and reward in your marriage from the Lord first and from your spouse. You just can't give up. Don't stop being nice, even when it's hard. Don't stop speaking words of life, even when you really want to scream. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't get tired. Hear me. Your breakthrough is right around the corner. Refuse to listen to the lies that you'll never see results, that things will always be the same, that it's just not going to get better. False. In the words of my pastor, the closer you get to your breakthrough, the louder the enemy gets. So hold on to the word of God. Hold on to his promises that the best is yet to come, that at just the right time, you will harvest a good crop. So here it comes, your first definition, to reap. According to the American Dictionary, it means to obtain or receive something as a result of your own actions. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines it as to gather, obtain, harvest, or win. So one more time, what are you planting? Because whatever it is, you know that you know that you know that you will obtain or receive it, harvest it, or win it back. And God promises this in his word. Right here in Galatians, this verse seriously packs a punch. And I shared the message version because I think it really does the best job of conveying a clear, concise, and easy to understand principle. Let me show you three things the Holy Spirit showed me in this verse. The first thing is you have to plant Jesus first. So what's your walk like? Are you spending time with the Lord? Whenever I'm down, upset, angry, or frustrated, the first thing my husband asks me is, Hey, did you spend time with the Lord today? And believe you me, I don't get offended by this because my answer usually is nope. And I've got a bunch of excuses ready, but I stop myself before I rattle them off because I start to think, did I make time for Jesus today? Because it's not about having enough time. We make time for what is important to us. And I want to say that again, no matter what, we make time for what is important. I've actually stopped saying I didn't have time for that 
And I've changed my tune to, I didn't make time for that. I mean, how can I learn the unforced rhythm of grace, like it says in Matthew eleven twenty nine, if I don't take the time to sit at the feet of Jesus and let him speak to my heart? So it really is as simple as this. And don't argue with me. Don't throw out excuses. I know how busy you are. I know how busy moms are. I work and I'm a mom and I do a million things. But it really is this simple. You start your day off with a big cup of coffee, if needed, decaf for me, a deep breath, a quiet space, and the word of God. Or maybe you're a night owl and you can grab the word of God before you go to bed. Or unlike me, maybe you have a lunch break. (laughs) You can do it. And I promise you, you will see the benefits in your life more than anything else. No excuses. Second thing, you have to pull up the weeds, which means identifying and eliminating the real issues. And it's going to be messy at first. And it might be really hard. But once you start the process, you'll never look back. Your breakthrough is so close, you can smell it. I can smell it. A friend of mine actually put it like this. It's like cleaning and organizing your kids' toys. First, you have to pull everything out. You get everything out in the open so you can see what needs to be dealt with. There's Star Wars toys, Legos, sticky hands you want at scene 75 for 100 tickets, army men as far as the eye can see, and you wonder why in the world you have so many. Can you tell that I'm a boy mom? At first, you look at the giant mess and think, how am I going to clean this up? But the Holy Spirit, he gently whispers, just start with one thing. I'll help you. So you look around and you start taking inventory. You start making piles. What are you going to throw away? What are you going to donate? What are you going to set on fire and say, see ya? What are you going to put back on the shelf and keep? What are the real issues? As you're looking around, start to identify them and then start to organize them. Start to ask the Holy Spirit, what do I need to do? What is really the true heart issue here? And slowly but surely, the mess starts to get cleaned up and the Holy Spirit begins to do a new work in your heart. And then you start breathing a little bit easier and the mountain of the mess, it doesn't look so impossible anymore because you've looked really deep into the true heart of the matter. Now think back to the last argument you had with your spouse, friend, sister, brother, really anybody you're in a relationship with. What was it about? What were you angry about? Were you offended by something? Pull everything out. What's the real issue? Was there selfishness involved? Most of the arguments I get into or come across have selfishness hanging around in the dirt near the roots. Let's go back to Galatians, verse eight. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. You're like, um, no, they were being selfish. Then go back and read verse nine. Don't get tired of doing good. You can only control your own actions and your own emotions. You can choose right now to show grace and mercy to the person who offended you. It's time to take one for the team. Let me explain what I mean. Humble yourself. And I'm talking about biblical humility. 
which means believing what God says about you over anyone else's opinion, including your own. It requires embracing who you are in Christ over who you are in the flesh. And to be biblically humble is to be so free of concern for your own ego that you unreservedly elevate those around you. And that definition comes from gentlechristianparenting.com. So this is what it means. You be the one that says, I care so much more about you than me that I'm going to put you first and me second. I'm going to let go of my own selfish pride and not let offense come into my heart. Less of me, more of Jesus, which means more room for my spouse. I'm going to take responsibility for my reactions and my thoughts, and I'm going to forgive first and often. Which leads me to the third thing that you have to plant. If you want to find victory in your own life, which will translate to your marriage and relationships, let's look at verse 10. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us. You have to plant forgiveness. Forgiveness in the Greek, according to my giant evangelical dictionary of theology, is the word aphesis, which means sending away or letting go. And the Merriam-Webster dictionary defines to forgive as to stop feeling anger toward someone who has done something wrong, to stop blaming someone, to stop requiring payments. What's the word you hear the most throughout each definition? I hear the word stop. And then, of course, I hear the song, stop in the name of love. Because my mind equates everything with song lyrics. But wait, that's it. Stop in the name of love. Ephesians 4, 2 says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. I was talking to Dave the other day about a situation happening in our extended family. And he said something straight from the Holy Spirit. So I wrote it down and I said, I'm totally going to use that in my podcast. He said, I know that forgiveness is hard. And when I forgive, it means that I'm probably going to get hurt again, but I'm okay with getting hurt again. And I'm a fool by the world's standards, but if I didn't forgive and if others didn't forgive me, I wouldn't have any true friends or good relationships. Wow. Truth bomb. (laughs) We're all flawed. But the Bible tells us to make allowances for each other's faults because of our love, L-O-V-E. I'm okay with getting hurt again because I love my family. I love my friends. I especially love my spouse. Love rights all wrongs and heals all hurts. And here's the best part. When you forgive like Jesus did, he restores. That's what forgiveness does. When you let go, stop blaming, stop requiring payments, then the Holy Spirit comes in and he restores everything. The past is gone. It's over. You can't change the past, but you can allow the Lord to remove the pain of the past, to heal the hurt and restore your relationship. And you may get hurt again. Everyone is flawed, right? But God will restore it again and again. For all of you gardeners out there, it's just like the bulbs we plant in the ground. They die every year, and then they come back to life every year. It's not a vicious cycle. It's a beautiful picture of how the Lord plants His amazing grace in our hearts, and it blooms when it's watered. I want to warn you, if you continue to plant or sow unforgiveness, this is what you'll reap. You'll reap bitterness, discontent, 
anger, frustration, broken relationships, and pain. So if you have planted unforgiveness in a relationship, particularly your relationship with your spouse, it's time to dig up the bulb and plant a new one. Pull all the roots out. Don't let one single root remain. Make sure you get it all and throw it into the fire. Hey, Hannah. Knock, knock. I thought we were talking about marriage. Yes, we are. Have you been listening? These three key things will posture your heart to be ready for another person to come on the scene, aka your spouse. Your heart has to be cleaned out and ready. So are you ready? What are you planting? Are you planting Jesus? Spending time with him on the daily so you can know and understand his heart for you and others? To truly understand his character and who he's made you to be? then you have to read his word and fill your heart with his truth. Have you gone digging? Pull up all the weeds. Identify the real issues. Is there selfishness, offense, hurt, pain still under the surface in the dirt? Dig it up so that the Holy Spirit can do a refining within you. The Holy Spirit can and will heal, restore, and clean out every single corner of your heart if you ask him and let him. Is there someone you need to forgive? Listen, even if they've never said they're sorry, and a lot of times they won't, you can forgive them. You can let it go. And the Holy Spirit will fill you up with the power to walk on or walk with the person who wronged you. Let it go. Stop making them pay. You'll experience freedom you've never known once the burden of unforgiveness is lifted. Okay, it's time to take inventory. Examine your heart. Don't miss this opportunity to do some serious soul searching so your heart is ready for anything and everything that this world throws at you. Get ready to take one for the team. Calling all married couples. I have an amazing resource for you. It's called the Ultimate Intimacy app. You can find it in your Apple or Google Play Store or ultimateintimacy.com. And I've also linked the website in my show notes. I really can't say enough about the app. It's stinking awesome. You are going to love it. Seriously, it will spark intimacy, romance, and life into your marriage. Amy and Nick, the owners and creators of the app, are super passionate about helping marriages, and so am I. I don't think anyone would disagree that the life that we're living in is just crazy right now. And marriages are super close to the Father's heart. They are really what make our nation tick. And that's why they're under attack more than ever. And we need as many resources as we can get our hands on to continue to thrive in our covenants. So besides the truth or dare game, I love it, or 200 plus non-graphic positions, or conversation starters. My two top favorite things of the app are the blog posts and the free printables. The blog posts come from Amy and Nick, but they also come from experts everywhere. I read them for my own benefit, but I also read them to share with others so that I can encourage them in their marriage. And there's so many marriages struggling right now. And they're also looking for things to make their relationship exceptional. 
And maybe I'm an overachiever, my husband says I am, but one of the main goals in this life for me is to be the best wife that I can be to my beyond amazing husband. And really, it's one of the biggest pieces to making our marriage extraordinary. So some of my favorite blog posts so far include five common marriage obstacles and how to overcome them how your words either build or destroy intimacy, and six questions to reignite the spark of conversation in your marriage. But really, the list goes on and on. So in the show notes, I've also linked two free printables that came out in December. These are free from Ultimate Intimacy. If you sign up for their email mailing list, you'll get these goodies every month like I do. The first one is 12 Days of Intimacy. They're printable tickets to give to your spouse. They're date night ideas or just a gift for your spouse, such as a massage night. Really, it's just 12 ideas on ways to bless your spouse. Or if you want the blessing, then pass them along to your spouse and say, hey, can we do this for the next 12 days? The second resource is a whole month of ways to ignite passion, romance, and friendship in your marriage. Grab some of the ideas or all of them. Follow the month-long challenge or just do what fits your schedule. Who doesn't welcome some creative help? So stop the podcast, go download this app, or at the very least, sign up for their mailing list at ultimateintimacy.com and tap into this awesome resource. This, I mean like, this is the dream. Something mind-blowing, life-changing, this-means-everything kind of stuff. Jesus tells us in Luke 17 that it is impossible that no offense should come. We're surrounded by offended people on the daily. I mean, just open up any social media platform and it won't take long for you to scroll and find someone who's been offended. The spirit of offense is so great in our culture that it's choking the life out of us. It's destroying relationships and sowing discourse in every area. It's time to stop it dead in its tracks. That's why I'm reading John Bevere's book, The Bait of Satan, Living Free from the Deadly Trap of Offense. You want to talk about freedom? The Lord has already set me free from long-time hurts and has helped me to identify areas in my life that have plain out been sucking, and I just couldn't figure out why. The root cause? Offense. John uses scripture, his own life, and Holy Spirit-breathed insight to show us how to get set free from offense and live a life right smack dab in the will of God. And let's face it, there just isn't a better place to be. At the end of each chapter, John lists declarations. These are key things from each chapter to declare over your life. There are specific declarations the Holy Spirit has pointed out to me that I've written in my journal, on note cards, the notes on my phone, just to reference so I can live the life God has called me to. And I think he's calling you too. I want to share just a couple that have had a huge impact on me. I love them all, but these two are ones that the Lord has called to action in my heart and in my life in the last few weeks. The first one is, Lord, I choose to remain loyal to those in a position of authority over me. I choose to focus on the calling you've placed on my life and to refuse to be diverted by the actions of others, even when they've treated me wrongly. The second one is, love forgets wrongs and gives hope for the future. 
I commit my life to loving others and to finding opportunities for restoration, healing, and peace. The link in the show notes takes you directly to the store on John Bevere's ministry page, Messenger International. And I'm sending you there because the book is on sale right now for $9.34. I know I keep saying this, but I sincerely mean it. This is one of the best books I've ever read. I really hope you'll pick up a copy and check it out for yourself. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you can hear the cry of my heart for you. I want you to find victory in every single area of your life. Your breakthrough is so close. Don't forget, in Jesus, we fight from victory, not for it. We've already been given the victory in Christ. We just have to reach out and take a hold of it. So join me next time for part two of Take One for the Team. It's time to bring in the other member of your team, your spouse. We'll talk super practical ways to fight from and find victory in your marriage. And if you haven't done it yet, please go and rate and review my podcast. It creates traction and more women can find this podcast and get set free, find encouragement, and experience that victory we've been talking about this whole time. So check out the show notes for all the links to the free printables, the Ultimate Intimacy app, and John Bevere's book, and reach out to me at PeculiarTreasures21 at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you. If you ask me for prayer, I will pray for you. Anyone that knows me knows that I don't pay lip service to anything. If you ask me to pray, I will pray. May the amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you.